0: You're listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast brought to you by uh, DraftKings. Great deal going on. You put down $1 on any NFL game, and if either team scores, you get $150 – or excuse me, $100 in free plays. A team's going to score because there hasn't been a scoreless tie since the 40s, so hop on in there, make it happen. All right, joined by my guy Brody Dryden. We're going to be talking a lot here. We're going to talk some Arizona sport, or obviously some Arizona sports. We're going to talk some Arizona football. Got a little bit of basketball to get to, a little bit of uh, women's, men's. But uh, first and foremost, we got to talk a little bit about what uh, went on up in uh, went up in Boulder, uh, Brody. I, um, I was up there, so I kind of got to see the lay of the land a little bit. It's not often that we start out with a graphic to start, but I'm going to go with the stat of the game right here. And that stat of the game is that Arizona, well, they lost thirty-four to nothing. What uh, what was your take on what was your take on watching it from afar, there, Brody? And I'll give you my view from the ground.
1: Yeah, sure. I mean, I'm th- I think we're gonna have uh, pretty similar opinions, Mike. I mean, <laughs> a, a shutout—the first shutout for Arizona uh, in nine years. Um, it's disappointing. I, I don't think that. Uh, especially this Arizona team, I I don't think it would be unexpected to see a shutout at some point, unfortunately, but I think we all knew that maybe after week one um, or especially after the NAU loss. Uh, But the biggest thing that hurt, I I think, was that this was the one, even in the preseason, that Arizona fans kind of had circled as, hey, that Mm -hmm. could be a real Pac-12 win uh, for Arizona. And, And the fact that um, you know, it turned into what it was a, a route against the Wildcats. I mean, it was just unfortunate to watch. I was watching in Phoenix, um, at a bar that, you know, nice. it, most people were kind of just rooting. I was the only one in my, uh, U of A gear. Um, and everyone else was kind of, you were back it. in the a. a. I was back in the A. I was back in the A, and everyone else basically, uh, was not. So, it, you know, it just wasn't, um, It wasn't great. You know, obviously, Arizona really just couldn't get much going. And it was hard to, um, you know, see with Jordan McLeod going out there. And, you know, he really put in uh, some good production. He gave um, really good hope. And there was some momentum, got some drives going. And now when you see that Arizona could have that this season, um, and then – this game, just nothing was going for them offensively. Uh, the defense kind of held up for the majority of the game, uh, but when kind of hope was lost, things things fell apart. Um, but you know, it was just it, it was just tough to watch. And um, yeah, I want to hear your your take, right. uh, Mike, because obviously you are up there in Boulder.
0: All right. Well, first and foremost, I want to give the shout out to the people of Colorado because that campus is fantastic. Have you been on that Beautiful.
1: campus? Oh yeah, I went. Uh, I went to a game you know, within the past like 10 years or so. And I, I, all I remember about the game was that it was so windy right. um, and I was up in the press box and to get up in the press box, there were just kind of some sketchy stairs and it was like rickety almost and climbing up those and the, it was like 50 mile an hour winds. It, it wasn't, I, I was glad to be in, in shelter um, up there, but it was beautiful. I love that campus. Love the love Folsom
0: field. All right, so here's what here's my uh, here's my views on uh, what I saw on the field. Now you can look at it, you know, two two ways. In that you know what, like almost every one of Arizona's games, except for San Diego State, Arizona went into the game. Arizona went in, excuse me, into the half, and this was very much a game. You know, it was six nothing. Car uh, the Colorado Buffalo fans are booing uh, Carl Durrell because he didn't uh, push the ball up the field on that last possession, or. <sighs> And I know that uh, I disagreed here a little bit with my guy, Saul, but you can also look at it from the perspective that I thought that Colorado was just a little bit better, to be honest with you. Like their talent, even when it was 3 nothing, Brody, it felt like they had a margin for error that the other teams just didn't – That excuse me, that Colorado had a margin for error that Arizona just really didn't have. Now, there were things that certainly went against Arizona. The floodgates broke open in the third quarter for sure. And that caused some issues. But I think the problem all in all, though, is that Arizona just doesn't have the players. And first and foremost, you don't have the quarterback. And we'll get to that. Uh, we'll get to that in detail a little bit later on. But I also think it's important to mention, too, that whatever you think of this Arizona team, and I think it's probably you know the worst team that I've ever seen, this isn't Jed Fish's fault. This isn't if if you were in on Jed Fish before the season or if you were out on Jed Fish before the season, you should still be in or out on Jed Fish, mainly because this is a guy that inherited just a a roster where that had been neglected for three years from, you know, coaching staff that didn't really seem to give it its all. So I can't really blame Jed Fish for this one there, Brody.
1: Yeah, no, you can't at all. That's the thing. You know, he comes in. Um, and you know, to be fair, he's done all that he can. We, we've talked about it before. He He's kind of gotten the community going. He's done, um, his job on social media, kind of connecting with fans and making it feel, uh, good. But you know, uh, a lot of fans aren't going to just be satisfied by that. You got to get, uh, the wins and you got to put, put stuff, you know, uh, put a product out there on the field. But the fact that they haven't yet, uh, I agree with you, Mike, it's not, um, Jed Fish's fault. It's not a one year turnaround, especially after that shortened season um, that they had. A, and I think that's still kind of, you know, taken with COVID and whatnot and just how the transfer rules have uh, come together over the past like year and a half. I think that still isn't looked at as part of the scope. It's like, you know, oh, so Jed Fish is recruiting well, which he is. Then why uh, hadn't they brought in people for this year to, to win right away? And stuff. Um, but, you know, Jetfish has three years. And I think that especially next year, you're going to start to see, you know, at, le- at least a win in the be. hopefully, see at least a win in the beginning of the season, uh, kind of build their way up. And they'll actually have some of their own players uh, that this staff recruited. So, yeah, definitely not his fault. And it- it's-, it's not just a one year type. You can turn around um, and do it, especially in the condition that Arizona was left in after the previous three years.
0: Right. So I think that a big part of this as well, is that you look, um, excuse me, you look, uh, you look, uh, you look at the, <laughs> sorry, I'm just going to do this once. <laughs> <You're> okay, <laughs> you? Yeah, I am. Okay. Now I'm good. <laughs> but um, you look at the roster that was left here. And I think people also need to understand that you need to change a culture because, I mean, Arizona, when when Rich Rod left, no matter what you thought of Rich Rod, I personally liked Rich Rod. I found his style entertaining. Right. I liked, even when we lost games, it felt like we were losing 52 to 48 or whatever. And you never knew exactly what he was going to blow up on the sideline or what exactly. I found him entertaining. Um, But he left a program that I think was basically about a, Seven win program, something like that. It certainly wasn't going to challenge the Ohio states of the world, but you know, it was probably one of the top five programs in the Pac 12, maybe six, but certainly somewhere in there. And so Kevin Sumlin takes over and he doesn't, and he then leaves a program that is in far worse shape than when he took over from Rich Rod right here. So you've got three years then, basically, of again, a coaching staff that isn't really doesn't appear to care a ton. I mean, I'm sure they did, but they they certainly didn't put in the effort probably necessary, especially on the recruiting front, especially locally. And so Fish comes in here and he's looking at this roster and he's thinking to himself, man, I got to inject a lot of talent. But this also isn't like college basketball there, Brody, where, you know what, John Calipari could go to Abilene Christian and he can bring in John Wall, DeMarcus Cousins and three other guys. And oh, by the way, we're going to be good. College football, it takes a lot longer to be able to get going there. And I think that's uh, I think that's a little bit of the issue. What do you think there, Brody? Uh,
1: yeah, Mike. Sorry, I think I'm having a, a little bit of connection issues um, no, on my end, but I'll, I'll I'll try to work that out. Um, but yeah, what I what I heard from you, yeah, Rich Rodriguez was a guy that um, I, I definitely enjoyed. And obviously, the end of his tenure at Arizona was uh, pretty messy um, and and whatnot. But you know, he was a guy that. And I, he he was the coach for a lot of my it was half my childhood was Mike Stoops half of right. it was uh, Rich Rodriguez and I feel like that was kind of the the trajectory upward because I want to hear your um, take on everyone had always talked about it and it was when I was too young to remember or kind of like the mythical John Mackovic era uh, of Arizona and and I that was always kind of the rock bottom and I, I feel like this year rock bottom has come up. On like four separate occasions for Arizona. And I just want to hear what differentiates uh, the Makovic era versus what we're going through right now.
0: All right. Oh, you know what? I am going to do that. Let's do that in just a minute, though. But one thing that I do want to remind people about, though, is DraftKings. Now, we talked about it all last week that you get the best deals on DraftKings. Obviously, code word PHNX. But here's the thing that's important every now and then I'll find something right, a little line that I like. And last week, I actually was two for two and made some decent coin with DraftKings because I looked at it and I said, you know what? I like the under of 46 and a half points for the Arizona football team. And you know what? They did go under in that game. I also liked Colorado to cover. So you know what I did? I hopped on to DraftKings and you know what? I parlayed that put in 25 bucks, got more than that back because you know what? That's how I roll when it came to that. I felt good. I felt good about the possibility. Now the only thing that I did bet on was the under. Um but you know, if I was a guy who was going to bet and just go strictly for the money, I would have gone for both. I would have gone for both right there. DraftKings is awesome. It's easy. It's incredibly easy to navigate. And so go to the download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code word PHNX. 21 and only. Arizona only. Gambling problem? One eight hundred. Next step: New customers only. Eligibility restrictions obviously apply. See DraftKings.com/slash/sportsbook for more details. And what's cool? What we're doing here at uh, PHNX is that we're getting a lot of uh, doing a lot of podcasting. We had a lot of recruits on last week, which uh, were a big hit. We've got another guy coming up here uh, uh, midweek, hopefully. But then you also get guys like on the ground, like what we got here with Brody Dryden. So guys that are going places, and you know what? We're happy to have them here. Go to GoPHNX. Check out everything they got from written content to audio. Everything you need is pretty much there. They've got the state of Arizona totally covered. Okay. Now, I look at it, and I think to myself with this team right here. And and KB Thiel, we'll get to your question in just a second. Um, well, it's a it's a statement, and it's kind of an interesting statement, but we'll get to it in just a second. Brody asked, what is the difference now between this and the McEvick era? And there's two things. First and foremost, Brody, and I know this is hard to, because, you know, you're a young buck, so it's hard to really believe this, but John McEvick w- was dealt a hand that had a lot more talent. And that's crazy to think, I know, but you had, I think by any number, you had five or six NFL players on the team, whether that was a Cindric Steptoe, whether that was a Bobby Wade, I think Mike Bell was in there. You had guys, you know, a Lance Briggs on the tail end. You had guys on there that were going to play in the NFL and play for a long time. And those were a lot of guys that Tommy recruited. So there was some decent talent. The problem with Makovic is that Makovic was just kind of a jerk and that I think he wanted to win but he was such a polar opposite to tomy that a revolt almost seemed inevitable and now you look at it with jed fish and jed fish i don't know the players like jed fish you talk with any of the players the parents they like jed fish i mean i mean i think you know that but he just right now there's just not a ton to work with there so i would say the talent disparity is actually the talent disparity is definitely different than what we were dealing with when it came to the John Makovic era, as crazy as that is to say.
1: Yeah. Okay. That's understandable. And so the thing that uh, Jed Fish obviously has is that community. It's like you, you listen to him. He he seems like a good guy um, and stuff. And is it, is that all it takes? Is that what you see? I know you're more plugged into recruiting, than I am, Mike, is that why he's getting these better recruiting classes? And he has this kind of hype, um, you know, the kids from California who've interviewed um, a, a few of them and it's been, it's been great, Mike. And is, is that what kind of gets them? Is it the staff he puts together? Because for me, I, I, that was a concern of mine when Jed fish was initially hired, because this was a guy with a ton of NFL experience from a lot of different places. He did have a lot of college football experience, As well, but um, you know, when when Kevin someone was hired, it was like, all right, this guy can recruit Texas, he can recruit the South, Um, you you know, and different coaches kind of have their almost areas uh, landmark that you, you think that they can get from. What is it that Jed Fish? Um, has been able to get these guys to commit and makes you think that it will be better than years past.
0: Yeah. uh, Well, fish has got a couple things that he can sell besides uh, being able to play chip Kelly and they call it the fish and chip bowl. Um, The he's got, he's got a cup. First of all, kids want to play in the NFL. I mean, they just do. I know that sometimes you'll get high school kids that say to them that say, Oh, I just want to win. And you know, the NFL will happen. Dude, stop. Anybody that played any level of basketball, even my guy Brody Dryden right here when he was playing for Mountain View, right? Mountain View. Right. No well, sure Mountain that, Lions. I'm sure. Listen, you and I probably had about the same opportunities to play in the NBA, but we both like basketball and I'm sure we both dreamed of playing in the NBA. I mean, sure. you you for the Raptors, me for a better franchise. But uh, whoa, whoa, whoa! I know too soon. Too hey,
1: soon. hey they, they how many how many uh, championships do the do the Suns have? Huh? Uh,
0: dude, I, I almost didn't go there mainly because of that. So I, I digress. Yeah. I move on. Brody, that's a big win right there for Brody Dryden. That's a dunk in big Mike Luke's face. So, <laughs> Jeff Fish can sell you that. Listen, I've been in the NFL. I've coached with Sean McVay. I've coached with Bill Belichick, Pete Carroll. Kids like to hear that stuff. Then you can look at his staff and you can say, I've got a guy here, Don Brown, who has coached uh, four of the top 10 highest paid guys in the entire NFL on the defensive side of the ball. That's another thing that is fun to be able to push out there for coaches. And, you know, Brennan Carroll, the name Pete Carroll obviously resonates with kids all throughout. So, and you've got an ambitious platform here. You've got a coach who's saying to him or who's saying to all these guys, to come here and be part of something new. You got immediate playing time and hopefully you'll be able to make some things happen. And I think that's where you're, that's where it, to me, Brody, that's where it's going to be fascinating to see if he can hold on because the pitch shouldn't change. Any kid that committed to Arizona, I don't think should look at the Colorado game and say to themselves, well, you know what? I thought Arizona was better. I'm going to decommit. I mean, this is a team that had a two and a half win over under. And if you were on DraftKings, you would have known about that before the season. So I don't know that the pitch really changes, to be honest with you. Um, the, uh, the What they got to figure out, though, obviously, is the quarterback situation. We had, a, we had quarterback Noah Fafita on from – Servite High School last week. That was a that was a pretty big hit. Uh, check it out on the podcasts or go check it out on the Go PHNX page, AZ Wildcats podcast. But he just talked about the vision. The Jed Fish is selling him and his buddy Keon Burnett that come in here. No spots are promised to anybody, and be part of something new. And it's going to take a while, but I think that you at least have a staff that, if they can keep this class together, has something that they can build on there a little bit, Brody.
1: Yeah, sure. And, and uh, that's good to hear because, you know, coming into the season uh, the quarterback situation when Grant Gunnell transfers um, and no one really knew what was going to happen. I, I, there was a lot of hope I I'd say, because we had seen a little bit of Will Plummer last year um, and it wasn't the greatest, uh, but then bringing in a guy like Gunnar Cruz uh, who had a little bit of recruiting, um, you know, behind him and, Uh, some promise and then jordan mcleod who couldn't get on to uh the field before spring ball but eventually came on the team to transfer from south florida i the thing that i thought was good about the whole thing was the competition because there wasn't necessarily one guy that the job was promised to um and i you know i think competition brings the best out of guys and obviously out of that quarterback competition in the room jordan mcleod became uh, the best product uh, right there. So, it, you know, it, it, it's too bad that, um, you know, Gunnar Cruz obviously has the thumb injury. He's expected to be out uh, for the season because he went out there and he did all he could um, and it, it never surfaced out to a win. It wasn't successful, but uh, you, when we got those few chances to talk to him in spring practice and, and after you can see why the coaching staff like Gunner Cruz. He, he's a really good kid. Um, he's confident. He he seems like a leader. I, I remember talking about it during spring practice. It's like, um, you, if you had to cast a guy as a quarterback in like a movie, Gunner Cruz would probably you know play the part pretty well. Um, right. You know, and and so he's the guy that you know, whatever walk of life he ends up doing, he's going to be. Uh, be successful. So hopefully he recovers well from uh, this thumb injury, but that still leaves the rest of the season for Arizona. You know, Jamari Joyner has been thrown uh, around out there, a former quarterback turned wide receiver, and he's already thrown the ball and we saw them run the wildcat uh, last year. But the, the one thing that we, that was made obvious in the Colorado game, um, isn't just that when you don't have a quarterback you can't throw the ball it's just the defense knows what you're going to do and you saw Colorado get behind the line of scrimmage so many times um against Arizona and that that's what really hurt them you know especially in that third quarter
0: let's hit on what KB Thiel had to say he said had so he had someone tell him that uh, they want to try to get Spencer Rattler the Oklahoma kid via transfer he says I'll pass I say Holt McLeod is ready to go and then have him start for another year, then let Fafita, you know, that's a very interesting question. And I've gone back and forth on this a little bit. I think my, I think my take is this after watching what we've seen, I want all the talent that I can get in here. And uh, Cody, I totally get your point of view. Totally. But I want as much pl- I want as many players as I can get in because I think it's probably fair to say that at least for now, Will Plummer, Gunnar Cruz, probably not really the answers to this for this team. Maybe they will be later on, but right now they're not it. McLeod was McLeod was very impressive. I know they didn't score a lot of points, but McLeod was a guy that I think that you can get your you can certainly wrap your head around. But you know, if a guy like Spencer Rattler wants to come here and He's not going to be guaranteed anything. I know that's crazy to say for an Oklahoma transfer coming to Arizona, but I would be for it mainly just because I think the team lacks talent and you need some more players across the board there, Brody.
1: Yeah, and I I think that could be one thing that, um, you know, if Jed Fish, which I I would believe that he'd do, like you mentioned, uh, to Fafita said that he – Uh, nothing's guaranteed. He's going to come in and he's going to have to compete for his job um, and whatnot. If that's the same message to Spencer Rattler, then uh, so be it. You know, I I don't think special treatment, no matter how good you are, uh, helps any kind of team, um, especially bringing in somebody from the outside. But, you know, if if Rattler is willing to, uh, you know, take that on and, you know, take on that challenge, he's obviously one of the most talented uh quarterbacks to come out of the state of Arizona in the past few years and so if he can't get his opportunity you know Oklahoma there probably will be you know at, at least an opportunity to win the quarterback competition for Arizona if you transfer that's obviously a, a long shot uh, everyone's just kind of calling for it you know who knows um if there would ever be that uh oh. that chance
0: but If you want to bet on Arizona or, I mean, heck, if you want to bet against Arizona, DraftKings is the spot to go. Uh, They've got all the best deals right now, as we talked about. You put down $1 on an NFL game, and then you get $100 in free plays if either team scores. And, Brody, it's been since before the end of World War II that the NFL has ended in a scoreless tie. So I'm going to go on record and say, you know what, Mike Luke, Brody Dryden probably both think that there's not going to be a scoreless tie in the NFL this week. So you need to hop on there and you need to go to go P- or excuse me uh, go to DraftKings code word phnx and you can make all of that happen. Also, Brody, have you ever heard of Manscaped?
1: Oh yeah.
0: All Good right. All right. So, you know what? We're in the year 2021 right now. A lot of people don't like to talk in the past, don't like to talk about the trimming and, you know, everything that it takes to keep a man manicured upstairs and downstairs. But you know what? You got to embrace what we're dealing with here. And that's where manscape comes into play. They've got all different kinds of tools, formulas that you can use to keep yourself clean spiffy and basically everything you need downstairs that's where manscapes about and you know what honestly manscaped is taken off i had no clue that manscaped was such a big deal until I tar- and I like and boo until i started talking to people about it and they're like yeah, dude, Manscaped, who doesn't use Manscaped at this point? So you get 20% exactly. off and free code and free shipping with the code word PHNX at Manscaped.com. Again, 20% off and free shipping with the code at PHNX.com. Hop on there and you know what? Deal with what everybody else has been talking about, which is one of the uh, the better inventions of the, previous, or the uh, last couple years and a true frontier into the 21st century right there. So now couldn't, couldn't have said it better myself. (laughs) That's why I said it. Um, (laughs) All right. Let's talk before, before we sign off here, let's talk a little bit about what this city really cares about. And that's some U of a basketball men's and women's Uh, tell you what, Brody, why don't we start off with the women's? I know that you had some thoughts on that. You've been covering them pretty closely and just to set the stage, Arizona coming off a runner up national championship uh, performance last year. And you know what? I know there aren't a ton of expectations, but underestimated Dia Barnes at your own peril. Yeah, you exactly.
1: And you know, we're, we're just, yeah, we're we're just about 10 days uh, away from the season here And Arizona was in the preseason PAC 12 poll was expected um, or projected on the poll to vin- finish fifth in the PAC 12 conference for a team that, you know, went to the national championship last year. Um, I, I'd say is pretty underrated. You know, to be fair, they lost to Stanford, another team. And uh, you know, Stanford was chosen to be number one because they're returning a ton of players. They have a top recruiting class, um, and Arizona loses their star Ari McDonald uh, in the offseason. She's you know playing in the WNBA. Uh, she's overseas uh, right now for the WNBA offseason. But Arizona is is returning. You know, a really solid core. Sam Thomas is a leader. Kate Reese is going to be reached. uh Shayna Pellington, who had a really good national championship game and will kind of be, you know, that guard replacement for Ari McDonald. Pellington also played uh, for Team Canada in the Olympics this um, offseason. So, you know, Arizona, the, the one thing is – You know, I think they were ranked number fifth instead of higher because, you know, what can they do without Ari McDonald? Mm -hmm. That's to be unknown. But I think that, you know, returning that core and and they do have a a solid core of recruits and and some transfers as well. They're going to be still, you know, probably the best product um, on campus here this season.
0: Yes. All right. So I'm gonna talk then. You got the you got the women's side cover. I'm gonna talk a little bit about the men's side before we uh, before we sign off here. And we always want to get to the callers. So Jesus uh, VAZ, uh going back to football real quick, said uh, he said, I feel uh play calling for offense needs to be better. And at this point, take uh uh I would assume chances, maybe take Bruce Arian's playbook. No risk it, no biscuit. When it comes to When it comes to uh, Gunner Cruz, I would totally agree with that. Now, you know, I don't want to beat a dead horse here, but, and I had a guy in the, uh, I had a guy at the Colorado game ask me and he said, it feels like Cruz executes more horizontal pass plays than uh, vertical pass plays. And lo and behold, he threw a three yard pass behind the line of scrimmage, right, literally right after the guy said that. So I, I kind of agree with that. I think it's difficult if you're not trying to push the ball downfield. Um, I think you're kind of playing right into what the what the other side wants to do there. Because if I know that I just have to guard the sidelines and don't really have to go down the middle, it makes my job easier. And I'm not even a defensive coordinator, Brody. Yeah. So yeah, that's what. That's what that's what I would that's what I would say there. And Scott Schlithart just said he had a guy ask him the same thing, and I think that's a pretty fair point. All right, guys, I want to give you a little bit of optimism though before we head out right here. Brody just talked about. You think the women's team's going to be sneaky good? Is that fair?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, sneaky good. It's a good way to put it.
0: All right, yeah, you know, and that's the epitome of back in the A. It's not always easy, but you're going to back the A. Now, when it comes to the U of A men's team. I think they're going to be back in top twenty-five, good. And we're going to talk about this a little bit tomorrow. Uh, Justin Spears is going to be coming on; that'll be kind of cool. Catch up with Justin, good dude. Um, he went to a good school like Brody and I went to, so you know what? We try to yeah. we try to keep it in family around here. But oh, yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, Brody, I looked at. Did you? I watched the when I was watching the red blue game for the basketball team, and when you got to go, when I got to go to a little bit of a practice. This team has better talent than most teams have when a new first-year head coach takes over. Ben Matherin's an NBA guy. Azulis should be an all-conference type guy. And I think I've seen enough from Kerr at the point guard position to believe that he'll be more than competent. I look at this team, and I look around the landscape of college basketball, especially in the year you know, 2021, 2022, and outside of a couple teams, I don't see a real dominant force out there. And I think that Arizona's talent, with the exception of maybe, I don't know, 10, 12 teams in the country, matches up favorably with about anybody. It's just going to be interesting to see the kind of style that Tommy Lloyd employs.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The thing I like about it, Mike, is that um, I'm one of the people, honestly, to a degree that complains about too many one and dones. You know, I'm not the biggest fan of you, you know you got to bring in talent got to get the five stars got to bring those guys that are that can only stay one year got to bring the deandre adens in uh to the program and stuff but um i don't necessarily like seeing a constant revolving door of uh complete starting fives essentially or at least the majority coming in and out uh year in year out so I, one thing I'm excited is that these guys have been around before. Obviously, these guys are committed to the U of A um, enough to go through the coaching change, stick by Tommy Lloyd's side um, and, and see the season through. So I, I'm excited to see how they, they go and how they change, because uh, you've mentioned it, Mike. This just seems like a more up tempo type classic Arizona offense that we're going to see.
0: Yeah, KB Thiel I thought made another great point. He said if this team isn't good, it was a bad coaching job. Lloyd has the players to make some noise. Depth is a little scary. I agree with the I agree with that. I think with the depth part, especially at a couple key positions. First of all, at the point, I'm fine like what we talked about. I'm fine with Kerr. I think he's going to be more than good enough at the point. Um but you don't really have another point guard on the roster. I get when coaches say things are interchangeable. I get all that, but sometimes it's just not that simple. I'd rather have a guy who's legitimately been a point guard, the majority of his career, getting the ball up and down the court. And so, yes, depth is a little bit of an issue there. Um, I think as far as scoring the ball though, I think again, I think is going to be a beast. I think Ben should be 15, 16 a game. And whether that's Pello Larson or whoever that third, that fourth option is, I think they'll score enough points. And I also think that it's going to be a little refreshing to watch because Brody, I mean, you're a young buck. I'm one of these older, per- I'm one of the, the older people around here. Um, And but, uh, no, if I was old, I'd be like Steve Rivera or Anthony Jamino. Those are old people, but, Ooh. um, yeah, sorry. Sorry guys. <laughs> they'll, I'm sure I'll get a message for both of them at some point, but, um, I watching Lute Olsen, watching Lute Olsen's squads was the one of the best things about it, Brody. And it was that just watching a guy who knew that, you know what, I got good players. I'm going to let these guys get up and down because that's the kind of talent that they have right there. And Tommy Lloyd has talked about that time and time again. And I thought what was fascinating about what Lloyd said, Brody, was that every coach says I'm going to run. I mean, heck, my guy, Kevin O'Neill, would always say we're going to run. And K.O.'s having him hold the ball for 30 seconds before initiating the offense. Everybody says it. But I thought what Lloyd said when he said, you know, we're going to run because it's the best way to win games, not because it sounds cool. That to me was like, I'm like, aha, this guy gets it. That's the next level thinking that we like from our guy from the Northwest.
1: Yeah, no, exactly, and like you mentioned, uh, it's just a picture-perfect roster to do it. And one guy that I think continuously gets left out because he hasn't necessarily made that huge splash at Arizona uh, quite yet is Dalen Terry. I, I, I think with uh, the experience he's already got under his belt, and um, you, you know, this past off season, it looks like he's going to come into the you know this with some more energy, and it seems like he's going to be a guy. Uh, that contributes a, a lot more than, uh, you know, Arizona fans saw him last. Uh, you know, the one thing is, like uh, Kobe said, that we Arizona needs more depth at the point guard position. That doesn't necessarily um, help that. But I, I'm excited because I just grabbed the, the tail end of the Lute Olsen tenure. I, I saw mm-hmm. Chase Buttinger. I saw Jordan Hill. I saw Jared Bayless. I saw Nick Wise. Um, but that wasn't Vintage. So that
0: that no, wasn't like I, yeah
1: right. Yeah, I Go didn't ahead. get the 97 championship. I didn't get Luke Walton and I didn't get Gilbert Arenas um and stuff. So I'm excited to you know hopefully see uh you know that type of style come back to Arizona.
0: Yeah, and uh, before we before we sign off here, the great thing about being here at uh, PHNX and on the AZ Wildcats podcast is we got the backing here. We got good guests on. We got great co-hosts. My guy Brody, fr- front and center right there. He's going to be on in a weekly manner. Again, we got Justin Spears coming on tomorrow. Um, we're going to get a basketball player hopefully this week. But it's just we got everything going here, and it's only going to get bigger. So check out the website. Go PHNX. And then check out all the different podcasts, ours, AZ Wildcats podcast, anything that's going on in the state, we pretty much got you covered. And I wanted to sign, or I wanted to uh, finish off with a hoops point there that KB Thiel made, where he said, agreed, I think Dalen's going to be a jack of all trades type, contributes in a lot of different ways. That that to me is the epitome of what we're going to look at for from Dalen Terry, because I don't know. People, are, I think, are going to look down at it and say, oh, well, he's not averaging 12 or 13 a game or he's not averaging 15 a game. I think Dalen's going to be a little bit of that RHJ, the Rondé Hollis Jefferson type. Not as good, but can play defense, can handle a good secondary passer. And those guys a lot of times are harder to find than the scorers out there. So when I look at this roster, I think that everybody kind of has a niche. It's just about being able to find that and get it to the point where everybody's comfortable there, Brody.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I I think that's the most you can hope for um, out of Dalen Terry. And again, you know, he's a guy that. It could have gone either way. A lot of Arizona recruits come into the uh, the program like, okay, is this guy going to be in and out to the NBA um, after one year? And I think Daylon Terry was a guy that had a whole lot of um, hope and stuff. But uh, all these guys, it's kind of good. Like, you know, Arizona got some guys that are going to be here at least for a few years, and that's not bad. So many people think that's such a bad thing. You need to go directly to the NBA after one year or something. But a guy like Daylon Terry uh, kind of cutting his teeth and um, you know, doing doing his thing and finding his role to make Arizona better, I think that's perfect for the Wildcat fans.
0: And real real quick before we sign off, Brody, I know you're a Raptors fan. Did you happen to see the uh, magazine over my right shoulder? Hold on, oh, the
1: little Damon Stoudemire, huh?
0: This is one of that's my awesome. one of my prized possessions right here. Beckett, that Damon Stoudemire. Awesome. So, but wow. for everybody. For everybody that hopped on and listened or contributed, the podcast will be up here shortly. But uh, KB, uh, Scott Schlittenhart, Jesus, VAZ, all of you guys, you're all incredibly appreciated here. And uh be back with you tomorrow evening. Uh, Justin Spears is going to hop on. But for uh, Brody Dryden, I'm Mike Luke. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.